0: We are going to be learning is the first Sikha for Parshas Vayikra. In the Sikha, we're going to discuss a very famous teres Kainim, which will be in, involved in the idea of children learning, starting to learn Chumash from Parshas Vayikra. And this Medrash is mentioned in, in quite a few places. And we're going to be focusing on how it's stated in Vayikra Rab and also the Tanchuma. So it tells us in the medrash, the amravasi. Why do the children begin Why did they begin learning from teres and not from bereshis? So the medrash tells us, tahirim, because the children are pure and the karbanis are pure. Therefore, you're You Therefore, let the pure ones come and let them be involved in that which is pure. <clears throat> the Tanhuma also. Uh, brings this medrash, he says it a little bit differently. He says it as like this. Let me actually start a little bit earlier. He says, Because the children are tahar. They are pure until this point of time, and they do not know uh, sin. Therefore, Hashem says, Let them begin in Seder Kabanis let the pure ones come, and they should be Isaac in the Ma'ase Tahirim, which vipashtis means <clears throat> the procedures of those which are pure, meaning the procedures of the karbonus. So the shaila is, and before Shemal asks this, why are karbonus called tahayrim? They're not called Tahirin in the Torah, they're not called tahirin uh, in in, in Mishnahs and Gemara when discussed in the union of Karbanis. They're called v'charem. They're called tamimim. But we do not see the idea that they're called tahirim. So what is this expression? Why are they being called tahir? So in the Mafreshim we see two general approaches. The first approach is from the, um, this is from the Razu to the Rikarab, but also the Eitzes of Tanchuma. Right? So they say it's talking about that the individual who brings the carbon has to be Tahar, as we know that someone whose tummy is not allowed to come to the base of Mikdash to bring a carbon. Therefore, Yasku Tahirim, that it's called Tahirim because those who are involved in it have to be pure. This, the second approach is, this is uh, brought by the Kliyakar, the eight the Asif to the yikaraba The first one is the eight Asif to the Tanchum, and this is the eight Asif to the, Rabba. he says it's because by bringing a carbon that makes the person's pure tahar from chayt. So therefore it's called maisatahiram or tahirim because it brings purity to the individuals involved in bringing this carbon. The, the, the problem with both of these pshatim are that the, the karbanus are the ones that are called tahirim. The karbanis are tahirim or yaasku tahayrim. But according to the pshat, these pshatim that the mefarashim are given, it's not that, the karbanas themselves are tahirim, it's rather talking about the individual that's involved in the carbon, either that he has to be pure in order to bring it, or by bringing the carbon, that will make him pure of sin. But it's not the karbanas themselves are tahiram. I should point out that according to Tan -tan which I quoted earlier, his expression actually is, yevoyu tahiram yis asku be maisah that that the tahirim come and they should be involved in the Maisa tahiram. So as I mentioned, the Pashas idea of Maisa tahiram means, it means the maiseh bitaharim, the, the, the procedures which are done with those which are pure. As we see this expression in other places, like for example in the Ramah, we see the, the, there's a ha which means the procedures of the karbanis. So that's the Bapasha's how we learn it, and there's no reason to learn that the yuka Rabat and humer say two different things. So therefore, that's probably a way to learn it. But it should be pointed out that you could translate maiseh as the maiseh, the acts of the, of the pure ones, meaning it could be referring to the individuals being involved in the carbon. So according to the Tanhuma, which says the expression of Maisa Tahirim, the acts of the pure ones, maybe a doesn't even refer to the Kabanis. It could be referring to the person himself. And that would fit very well because the ones who give the shot that it's referring to the person who brings it has to be Tahar is, is the, is the, it's the it's Yosef at the Tanhuma, the Razut for the Yekaraba—they're explaining the Tanhuma. Even the Marzu for the Yekaraba, he's quoting the Tanhuma when he brings it. So he would make sense that the what the reason why they're learning that it's talking about the individual who's bringing the carbon is because it says Ma'iset T'hair. So you could learn that way, maybe in the Tanhuma. That doesn't mean the procedures of the time but rather it means the acts of those who are pure because they have to be pure in order to bring the carbon. But again, the Pashtas, that's not what the Medrash is trying to say, because all the other places that have the Medrash, they all just say the words Tahrim, which would mean definitely, it means it goes on the karbanis. So to say over here that when it says nice Saturn doesn't mean the karbanis, but rather means individual, is a little bit of uh, maybe of a but you do have maybe that possibility. But the Rebbe is going to give a shot that it does refer to karbanis, and we'll see how it still fits very nicely. So the Rebbe tells us, where else in the, do we find that perbanes are called Tahirim? There is a place in the Torah where we find it, and that's by Noyach. Um, as we know that when Noyach, it says that he, he, that he was supposed to bring that uh, from all the behem to Tahirah, he has to bring Tikalach's uh, shiva, shiva, that from all the pure animals, he was supposed to take in seven um, couples, or seven animals seven couples of animals. So the Shiloh was, why, sorry, not seven couples, rather seven, I think it was actually just seven animals. From the, the, the T'mem, they would bring in two, a male and a female. By the T'mem, they brought in seven. As Rashi tells us, the reason Hashem commanded him to do that, but Noyach uh, made a chajbin afterwards. Why did Hashem tell me to bring in seven animals of the T'mem? It must be because he wants me to bring sacrifices after he was saved from, the Mabel, he took the extra animals at the time and he brought karbanis with them. But the point that we're seeing is that by Noyach, the karbanis are called Tahirin. And the Gemara asks, this is in Dvachim, how did Noyach know which animals are pure? At that point of time, of course, they didn't have the taira, they weren't keeping the lachas of Kashris. So how would he know which animals are pure? Tahiran means. That they're in the future going to be pure, the animals that they're allowed to eat. How did Nehemiah know, you know which, one, which ones are pure? So the Torah tells us it's because whatever the, all the animals would pass by the Teva, and whatever animals pass by the Teva, if they were supposed to go in, the Teva would accept them in. If they weren't supposed to go in there, it would be rejected. And this was relevant to two things that they needed. One point which was needed is that only animals that didn't have any issues of crossbreeding were allowed into the Teva. So if it was an animal that, crossbreed or was involved in that procedure of crossbreeding other animals, it would not be allowed into the teva. And the second thing was, if it was a Tomidika animal, only two would be allowed in, and if it was a tamidika animal, seven would be allowed in. Uh, Rashi on the Chumash actually learns it differently, which is interesting. Rashi brings this concept that the teva would allow, would reject certain animals and only allow uh, other animals in only regarding to the idea if it was crossbreeding, meaning is that if it if it had some, it uh, uh, was involved in crossbreeding, they would not be allowed to come to the teva. That's what Rashi mentions. But regarding how did Noyach know if these animals were tahir or not tahir, if they're tahir or tamei, uh, Rashi tells us it must be that he learned that Noach learned taira. So all the mafreshim ask, why does Rashi learn it differently than the Gemara? The Gemara tells us it's because of the, the teva. Whoever the teva chapt, that must be a tarevdek animal. Why does Rashi learn the Gemara regarding if, if the, if the animal is involved in crossbreeding, that it would reject it or accept it? Masha Enke, when we're referring to Zayin of the Tiron and two of the Tmeim, that Rashi gives a different answer than the Gemara. It tells us it's because Noah must have learned Tyre. Why doesn't he just use the same answer that the Gemara grids? So the Mefarshim answer, it's because Rashi, of course, is coming to explain Shutesha Mikra. And according to Pshutay Mikra, the mm-hmm. Mashmois is from the lashon of the pasuk that the the Gemara's answer would only work for the idea of liminehu. the The pasuk tells us um, like this: it says regarding the minim, it says mina <laughs> etc. That the, the birds to the men, the animals to the different species, the the Minehu, according to their men, from all of those that come to you, that you have to keep them alive. But when you look at when it talks about zayin zayin, it says from all the pure ones tikachloch you should take. So according to trutah shemikra when it's talking about the idea of crossbreeding, it says min ha'aypl and then it says that they're they're going to come to you, mekol yovayu alach and whoever will come to you, lahakius to live those are the ones you accept, but they're coming to you. So therefore, he could learn that they're passing by the table. Whoever came and favor accepted, that's how he knew if they were not involved in cross food. came when we're talking about if the animal was tar or not. It doesn't say this expression of coming to you. Rather, it says the expression of tikach lach, that you should take. So according to Peshut Shemikra, Adah, Nayach was the one that took these animals. Therefore, Rashi learns it must be if, uh, that that Naayah uh, learned Tyre and therefore he knew which animals were tahar and which animals were uh, not Tyre. But either way, the point that we're seeing from this is that we do find in the Torah a situation where animals are called, uh, Karbanus are called Tyre, and that's by Naayah. And, and the Gemara tells us in Zavachim, the sign as mentioned earlier, that this is actually also relevant in the halacha, even nowadays. The Mora over there is having a machlekis really about about two points. One point is who, until until the who until the Mishkan was made, who was the who were the ones that did the aveda of bringing karbanus? Was it the Kayanim or was it the first forms? So everybody knows that before the Torah was given, it was of course the first But after the the, the Eagle. The firstborns lost that position of being the Kainim, being the priest, and therefore it was transferred over to the Kainim. But the question is, from the time of Matan-Tayra until until the Mishkan was actually built, who had the the job at that point of time? So that's the Maklai One opinion is that already from the time of matan the the job was switched to the Kainim, because the Pasuk says, when it's telling us the different borders of where everyone is able to go, Says Moshe goes in one spot, Aaron and his children in another spot, and it tells you ha, have, they're, they're not allowed to go also past a certain spot. But he used the expression ha So therefore according to one shot, he's saying it's already from the time of Sinai the Kayinim, uh, the Kayinim had their, they were the priests. Ha-shay, according to the other pshat, they say, no, when it says kayinim, it means the kayinim at that point of time, which were the firstborns. But either way, there's a who who had that position. So one shot is the koinim literally had the position from the time of Matan and Tyre. according to the other one, no, the Bukhar had it until the time of the Mishkan, but once the Mishkan was built, then the children of Aaron took over as the koinim. The second akhloikas the Gemara has over there is, regarding the procedures of an Ayla. We know the Ayla is supposed to be cut up uh, cut up, and then burnt on the staff, but before the Tyre was given, you didn't need to cut up the ayla in many parts. You could just take the whole animal and put it on the fire or cut it up any way you wanted to put, put up on the fire. But once the Mishkan was built, the oyla had a particular procedure of how it's supposed to be cut and then put onto the Mizbeach. So the Shailah was, again, the same thing. What were the procedures of the oyla until the Mishkan was built? So according to one opinion, the procedures of the oyla only began after the Mishkan was built, so it only would have started. According to the second opinion, the, the procedures of the oyla even started earlier, started at an earlier point in time. So in that discussion, the Gemara brings this idea. It brings a b'risa, where the b'risa says that mm-hmm. until that the mishkan was set up. He um, says, and the Gemara continues that first of all, that the, the Bukhar were the ones that were mocking. And then it tells us, if any animal was permitted to be brought on the Mizbeach. It could be a Behemah, Achaya, Oif, Zohar, Menikevis. It could be Tmimim, even t'mumim, but they have to be Tahrim Avaloi Tmeim. That the only ones that you're allowed to bring were Tahirin and not the Tmeim. And it also brings that the Oila was not caught up at that point of time. And use uses the expression, Atshaloi Hukim Mishnah. And Iba, the, the Bukhar, it says over there the Bukhar was the one who brought it. And it also tells us the Oila was not cut up until the Mishkan was built. So that would be like the opinion that said uh, the Bukhar was, they were the ones doing the Avaydah. And of course, that the Oila, the procedures of the Oila only began when the Mishkan was built. So the Gemara answers basically it's Machlaikis Tanayim. And uh, there's, there's basically Machlaikis Tanayim. It's Machlaikis Tanayim if it was the firstborns or the children of Aaron who were the Kayanim. And there's also Machlaikis when the procedure of the Eulah began. And that second part, regarding when the procedure of the Eulah began, is relevant to us. Because it's Machlikes Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Akiva. This is a Machlikes that's brought in Rashi Torah, and we've discussed it many times, that the question is when, we know that all the mitzvahs were given at Har Sinai. But the question is, what are the details of the Mishnah, the details of each mitzvah being uh, given uh, to the Yidin? So the opinion of Rabbi Shmuel is, that the kololis, the general mitzvah of what the mitzvah is, was given at Har Sinai, but the details of the mitzvah were only given once it became relevant. So, for example, we're talking about, let's say, karbanis. So already by Har Sinai, Moshe Rabbein was told that you're going to make a misbeach, there's going to be karbanis, But the details of how, what karbanis, what procedures, which animals, all those details were only given once the Mishkan was built on Aleph Nissen. And that's really our, that speaks parsha v'yikra Hashem and tells him all the different types of uh, karbanis. That's the opinion of Rabbi Shmuel. and the Rebbe mentions another Sikha that that is more would actually be Rabbi Shmuel. because because it sounds like from just reading the chumash that when was Moshe Rabbeinu taught, taught, taught the alakas of the Karbanis, it, it's mashu that he was taught that on Rosh Chodesh That's the mashmoyis. It's not mashmoyis that Hashem is just Hashem spoke to Moshe and repeated all these. Uh, halachas to him, or that we're referring to is that Hashem spoke to Moshe already at Har Sinai many uh, months earlier, and now he's telling this over to the Yidin. But rather, Mashmai says that Hashem spoke to him right then, and, and, and Moshe Rabbeinu was giving over the, 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 the details of the mitzvah to the Yidin. That's a pshut shamik, the Rabbi says another sikh al like a bishma, But anyway, Rabbi disagrees, and he says, no, the, 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 even the details were given at Har Sinai, and then they repeated again by the Ayol that when they got to the Ayah al they and needed to all these halachas, it was repeated a second time, the mitzvahs with all the details of the mitzvah. So therefore, according to this, Rabbi Kiva holds that the Aylah, already from the time of matan Torah, they knew the procedure of the Aylah. So as soon as matan happened, uh, they already knew the halachas of the Aylah, and they had to be mock of the Aylah according to the proper details. only the general rules were given, the general mitzvahs were given in the matan So when did the yidhen actually start Doing the mit doing the Eulah procedure, they only would have known about it once the Mishnah was built. So that's when they started the Ullah procedure. But the Gamar the Braise continues that regarding B'nai Noyach, everybody agree everybody agrees that even nowadays they're allowed to be maker on a Bama, their own personal altar, any type of Carbon. a kulqshen they can bring es, chay, es, as long as they're Tahiran. They can't be tamayadika animals, but if they want to be makhivar, or hashem on their own personal bama, they're allowed to, as long as they're Tahiran. And the Gemara even says later on that the Yidin ha, are, are able to teach them how to make a mizbeach and how to bring their karvanas on their own personal bama. So let's just recap what the Gemara says, and then we'll show how this is relevant to the shichah. So we have a, two machlikas in our Gemara. Machlikas number one is who were the Priests until the Mishkan was built. A second makhleikis is, how, what were the procedures of the Ayla? A third point is, it says in this b'risa that everything was permitted to be, be makriv until the Mishkan was built, which that papashis either can mean l'kuliama, like both opinions agree that all these animals were permitted to be brought on the bama, because at that point they are still using bumis until the Mishkan was built. So it could mean that everyone agrees that these things were permitted, or, it could mean that that itself is also part of the makhlaikas of Mishmola Rebbe Kiva, meaning it's just like they have makhlaikas regarding how the, the procedure of the da'ilah, they also could have a makhlaikas of were you allowed to bring all these types of karbanas even before the Mishkan was built uh, from, from the time of Matan Torah. So according to the that says that they already knew from the time of Matan Torah the procedures of the da'ilah, they also knew which animals they are allowed to bring for an da'ilah and which animals they allowed to bring for shlaman. So therefore, according to the it would make sense to say that already from the time of Matan Torah, they were only allowed to bring certain kabonus, and they have to follow all the procedures of those kabanas. So they were not allowed to bring just any Tahr animal. They have to only bring the ones that are mentioned in Vayikra. They, of course, would have been able to bring all these types of animals until the Mishkan was built. <clears throat> By either way, though, is allowed to bring these kabanas even today. They're allowed to make a bama and they could be mocked as long as it's a Tahr animal, they're good to go. And um, the just to, 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 to summarize. This rule, it, from, this, it's, from this itself that nowadays, ben has is allowed to bring all these carbon Mash k'nei Yisrael, it's clear that the basis of the Lacha is, is not, it's not just a, a gather in the base of Migdash, or, or the Mishkan, meaning is that the Mishkan only permits certain animals to be brought. Masha'ink and Obama, you could bring whatever animals that you want to bring as long as it's Taher. Rather, it's a din that are allowed to bring as long as, long as they're tahiran, while the din of Yisrael, the Gambra, that Mitzad Gambra, they're only allowed to bring uh, which are mentioned in Vayikra. So therefore, even if it's a period when the Beis Amigdash, they didn't have a Mishkan, a Beis Amigdash, um, when they were allowed to, have uh, private altars. We know that there were different periods in time that Yiddin were allowed to make bums, That when they didn't have them after the desert and before they had the Mishkan Shilay or the Besamigdash, they were allowed to, during those periods in between one Besamigdash and the next, uh, well, I shouldn't say Besamigdash and the next, but between the, the Mishkan and, and when they had the permanent structures, they were allowed to bring their own bumas But even when they were permitted to bring bumas on their own Banas, they weren't allowed to just bring any type of carbon. They had to only bring the Karbanis which are mentioned in Vayikra according to all those procedures. So this is not a din that a ben noyach is allowed to do whatever he wants because he doesn't need to bring it to the of Migdash or the Mishkan. In Yisrael that has to bring his karbanas to the Mishkan or the of Migdash, He has to only bring these particular procedures. Uh, but if he brought in his own bama, he could bring anything he wanted as long as it's Tahiran. No, from the Kemura, it's very clear that this is a din of mitsan Mat and that when the Yidin became B'nai Yisrael, and they became in Torah and, Mitzvah, and they were n- no—they're not any more the gather of a ben Neuef, but rather they're in the gather of a ben yisrael. Then they were not allowed to bring any of these karbanis. So even though the Gemara uses the expression Achulay hukam mishkan, they were allowed to bring all these types of uh, karbanis. Achulay mishkan—they were allowed to bring these types of uh, animals. Uh, and we said it could be a machlekes let's say tzay reb kiva, that corn to be small, they were allowed to bring until the mishkan was built. Corn to be kiva. What that means is that didn't really started by the time of Matan Torah. The only thing is Hashem revealed the halachis at a later point of time. Meaning is that the, the, the K'lala the, the general rule was given at Matan Torah, but the proctin was only given uh, a few months later. So therefore, when did the mitzvah actually take effect it was only at a later point of time. But the, the, the essential change happened at Matan Torah. that once this command was given, this is where, uh, what, what the rule would be. And the rule when the mitzvah was finally given, was the Bnei Yisrael only allowed to bring these types of kabbas? And when we find this type of idea in different, well, I think also regarding Shita, that Shita only started, uh, at least uh, for, for private use, only when they came into Eretz Yisrael. In the Midbar, they didn't need, if they wanted to eat meat, they didn't need to do a shita, they were able to do Nechira. So we see that certain mitzvahs began at a later period of time, for whatever reason that was. So also over here, the, the, the change is that by the time of Matantara you became a Ben Yisrael. Because you're a Ben Yisrael, these are the Kabanas you were allowed to bring. When the peil did that particular mitzvah start? So according to B'ekiva, it started right away because they were taught the rules right away. So it started automatically. Mashiach and Rav was taught at a later point of time on Rosh Chedish Nisan. So therefore that's when the peil would have started. But the the change of Gedder would have started already from the time of Matin So therefore, what we're seeing is that the Hayren is basically a type of carbon that a Ben-Noyach has allowed to bring. He's allowed to bring any animal which is Tahirun, which means it comes from a pure animal. So we're talking, so jumping back to our Medrash, when the Medrash says that the Tahirin meaning the children who are Tahirun, should be Yaskub, Tahirun, it's referring to the korbanis as they are called to, as, as, as they're called by a Ben-Noyach, that the Ben-Noyach brings Tahirun, brings these animals as long as they're pure. That could be a giraffe, even though a giraffe can't, a yid can't bring a giraffe as a carbon, a Ben-Noyach could. So therefore, what <clears throat> the Medjus is basically saying is that the children who are not mechoyev in Taira Mitzvahs, because remember we're talking about children who are even below the age of Chinah, they're just starting to learn Chumash, they're basically three years old. So they're just starting to learn Chumash by their Apshanish. So the first thing they learn is from the beginning of Vayikra. So they're not mechoyev in, 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 in karbanis or learning Taira. So therefore these children that are learning tyra, even though they're not mechoyev to learn Taira, they're going to be ISIC in Karbanis, the Tahirin Karbonis that a Ben-Noyach brings, meaning that a Ben-Noyach doesn't need to bring a carbon. It's because the Ben-Noyach has some type of gefil, some type of feeling of connection to Hashem, therefore he brings a carbon. So therefore it's fitting that the children that have no Chiv, they bring a carbon. They, they learn about Karbonus of Tahirin, which also they, uh, that, that's Mutzad, the Nadivist love, or Mutzad, their connection that they feel to Hashem, therefore they, they're oisek in that particular inyan. The Shiloh, though is, on this chat is, it's, it's. I mean, besides for, you know, why, the Rebbe doesn't ask this, but I think in the Sifal we'll get to it is, why? Like, what's the connection? What's like, what's the Shailu? Like, why should children be oisigd Daf in this particular thing, which is connected to ben Noyap and not Yidin? So there, we do see this idea that they're being involved in, in something which is not atzivir uh, upon them but on a more optimistic level, so why talk? Uh, do they have to, why are they involved in something? Like, what is that? what does that express? What's that showing? Off? What's that revealing? But the question the Rebbe asks at this point is, what are they learning though? They're not learning the halakhis of a carbon of a ben They're not learning the, about Karbanas of Tyron. They don't, they're not even learning the story of layach. What they're actually learning is Tyrus Kainan. They start from Bayipa, which are talking about Karbanas, which are after matan and Tyron. So If the whole Indian is that the, children who are not Mukweev and karbanis are being Oysik in kar- tahirin, karbanos that the Ben-Nayuch is not Mukweev to bring in, why are they learning Tahrir Skayanin? Why are they starting from Vayikra? These are talking about of after mountain Tahrir, the that doesn't fit with what we're trying to say. So that's the first question of the Sikha. So just to summarize, our question is, it, it says in the Medrish that the children who are Tahririn should be Oysik in Tahririn. So the question is, why why are Karbanis called Tahrim? That's not an expression we usually find in the Torah about Karbanis. So the answer is that we find that by, by Noyach. Uh, so by Noyach, they bring Tahrim. But now the question is, if the idea is that the children should be oisik and that which the Tahrim are oisik in, uh, sorry, if the children are supposed to be oisik in Karbanis, which are Tahrim, meaning the Karbanas that the Bnei Noyach bring, even though they're not Mephuyav to bring it, why are they learning the, the Psukim of Vayikra? Second question the Rebbe asks is that, if we can, the, the, the continuation of the, um, of the Tanchuma tells us that when the children are are, are learning these Psukim about the Karbanis, Ha'islam says, I will consider as if they're standing and being mockers in front of these the Karbanis. And this is to tell you that even though the base of English was destroyed, and ain't carbon dioxide. Right? But nonetheless, it's to tell you that if it wasn't the children who are involved in the Seder HaKerbanos, the world wouldn't be oimed. The world wouldn't be in existence. So, in other words, that it's the schuz of the children learning Kainim, learning about the Kerbanos. That's what makes the world stay in existence. But the problem with that is that it. The Medrash tells us. The Medrash tells us afterwards that. That Hashem says to the Yidin that when you're oisik in the Pashas Karbanis, I'm going to consider it as if you're bringing a carbon too. So, when the Yid, even when a Godel brings learns about the Karbanis, it's considered as if he brought a carbon. So, what's the special quality of a child? Saying that when a child is, is uh, he's involved in learning these that I'm going to keep the world in existence. Masha'enkin, if clearly by Gobel that wouldn't be the case, even though by Gobel it's considered as if he brought a carbon. But that carbon that he's bringing wouldn't be enough to keep the world eyeing. It's only the children learning about the kabbalists That's what keeps the world eyeing. So what's the special schus of the children learning kabbalists that keeps the world in existence? Okay. So to understand this concept, we need to understand better what exactly is the gather of Nayah or any Ben Nyach bringing a carbon. So regarding Nayach, we find something a, a little bit interesting. The tells us that, how did he know? The Moorah asks, Mi <laughs> were there Tame or taharadika animals at that point in time? So Moorah says, of course not, rather whoever came to the Tehiva we knew that those were pure animals. Ma'aisen, the Mar tells us, sat in the tar, that Noyach didn't know which were pure and which were tame, because there weren't any tame or tar animals at that point of time. Rather, means that in the future, there would be animals which are tar, and those were the ones that Noyach brought as a carbon. And how did he know that? He knew that because they came to the teva, and therefore he knew that they were pure. So we're seeing over here that on one hand, clearly Noyach didn't keep the entire Torah, right? From the very fact that he didn't, the Gemara has to tell us, were the Tahirim and Temayim at that point of time, clearly, you know, if he was keeping Kashrus, there were Temayim the and Tahirim, and he would have known which ones are Temayim and Tahirim. So clearly he wasn't keeping the taira, or at least not Megayat to the Indian of, of Kashrus. But for whatever, and, but, and we also bechla, we don't find that Noyach kept the entire taira. It doesn't say anywhere, like it says by Avram, the others that they kept the whole Torah, actually. not. didn't have. Doesn't say that by Noyah that he kept the whole Tire that uh, before he was given. Even though the Rabbah does mention a, uh, in Ha'ara 19, he tells us there is a Ksas Sasum Yikarabah that says, Noyach kinimash kosbat Tireh, sh'nam even Noyach Mizbeach Lashem. That it says that uh, Noyach kept the tire kept some of the tire because it says he built the Mizbeach Lashem, so he brought a carbon. And the karbon is for Tahir. So there is some Medrash that sounds like he kept some part of the tire. But Bechlalos, we don't find that Noyach kept the Torah. And the truth is even this, and this is maybe another important point is, even this that Noyach kept, the, the, what the Mejrash, the Riku Rabbah says that Noyach kept the Torah because he built in this Bayach and he brought Karbonus on it, what Karbonus did he bring? He didn't bring the Karbonus of after matan and Torah, meaning as he didn't bring it like an Eulah, which is a Kadas or, or, or a Par or Izim, and bring it according to the procedures of aylah. No, the only thing that he was careful about is that it was a dika animal. So, it could, be a, it could have been a giraffe. Noyach could have brought a giraffe as a carbon. So, the question is that on one hand, we see that Noyach was not commanded to bring the carbonus. There was no command for him to bring a carbonus. He brought it on his own because, as we said earlier, he says, Why else would Hashem have told me to bring all these extra animals? It must be that I'm supposed to bring a carbon. But we don't find that Hashem gave him a command to bring the carbon. We also, clearly, he's not following the procedures of after Matantar regarding this carbon because the only and the thing important to him was it was tar, it could have been a giraffe. As long as it's tar, that was, that was enough. And the reason why he b- would have brought it, it would have been just like anybody else. Like uh, we know Adam, it says well, Adam brought a carbon. We know that Abel and Kion brought carbonus. So there were other individuals that brought carbonus to Hashem, even though there was no command to bring a carbon, but it was a gift, it was a way to connect the Hashem. So, why did he keep Dafka, this idea of Tahirun and by karbanis. He doesn't keep the rest of the Torah. He doesn't keep the Halakhs of Kachras. He doesn't even keep all the Halakhs of karbanis. What does he do? He keeps the Inun of Tahirun and by karbanis, but not anything else. What's going on over here? So the Rebbe tells us that that we're seeing from over here is that by Noyach, there was a that there was a beginning. It wasn't it was a beginning of the of Maktairah, meaning, before the Torah was given, um, let's say Alulav, Alulav didn't have any meaning to it because until the Torah was given, Alulav is, is just a plant. Let's say Matzah and Pesach, before the Torah was given, Matzah and Pesach was just flower and water. There had, had no meaning to it. This is one of the reasons, uh, I think the Rebbe says in another place why Avram didn't have a bris milah until Shem commanded him to have it. Because what would have been the point of having a bris mila? A bris milah is, is a bris between you and Hashem. Hashem, if there is no concept of a bris milah at that point, all you're doing is cutting flesh. So of course, there's no point in doing that particular mitzvah. It, it, it it's not going to accomplish anything. But we so the gidrei hater began by uh, Har Sinai, and there were of course certain things like the bris milah that started earlier, but by Noach we do find that there was a haschola of Gidre haTorah, at least regarding Karbanes. So the question is, why by Karbanis? Why specifically by Karbanis do we find that there was a haschola of the Gidre haTorah? It was a haschola. It wasn't all the rules of the Karbanes, as we mentioned, but there was a connection to the Karbanes of after and Tayra. The connection is that there had to be Tayurim. That was the connection. Why? Why did that haschola of Gidre haTorah begin uh, already from regarding Karbanes? So the explanation is, that the idea of a carbon is something which is, uh, even Karbonus after mountain Tyra, they are essentially, they're essentially something which is higher than Tyra, Tyra Mitzvah. Therefore, carbonus had the capability in the Machaper and even to be Mashlim on a header of Tyra mitzis. Meaning from this, that a carbon has the capability to Machaper on, uh, when a person does an Avera and is lacking in his Taramitsis, that itself shows that the Muhusam, in the essence of the karbanis, there's an aspect of it which is higher than Taramitsis, therefore it could be Machapir or Mashla. Mashla means, uh, when it says in, like it says in Tanya, that when after a person does Truva and he's completely forgiven on the sin, nonetheless, he bring, he'll bring a carbon oil. The idea of bringing a carbon oil is like giving a gift to the king. After the king has forgiven you, you want him to like you like he did before. So you bring a gift to become Chodav to him as it was before. So that's the idea of mashem. Or in other words, the Rebbe says when a Yid brings a karma to Hashem, he's expressing that he is carved Hashem. He's expressing his essential connection that he has to Hashem, which is not totally appearing in the Torah, Meaning the essence of a Yid is that he, he was always a Yid. That's why Hashem commanded to do Torah Mitzvot. So essentially a Yid is one with Hashem, and Hashem commands this Yid to do Torah Mitzvot. But this essential connection, which was there even before Tara, that you're a Yisra, and you're Shem's child, and you're one with Hashem, that was always there, and wasn't dependent on the Torah Therefore, when a person doesn't do the Torah it doesn't destroy that connection. It might cover it up, and and and, uh, and cover it up, and make it look like the, the connection isn't there, but the connection, of a course, is always there, because you're a child to Hashem, you're one with Hashem. As it says, So this is why a karman is able to be for an avera. Because when a yid is over on Hashem's ratzen. by bringing the carbon, he's able to be Megala and to reveal his essential connection that he has with Hashem. The Rebbe points out in R28, that the truth is that even in Karbanus, there's really two points when you bring a carbon. because a carbon owes only Mechape when you do Tshuva. So when you bring a carbon and you do Tshuva, that's really what brings the forgiveness. Uh, as, as explained in other places, that what I um that by the reason why you bring a carbon is, is you're basically saying that the reason why you did the aver is not something that you truly wanted to do. It's because you, it was rather because of a maise behema. meaning is that since there's an union of that a person doesn't aver, it's nichdas by ruach So therefore it's the ruach that caused them to be over. So the person's doing tshuva and he says, I'm never going to do this again. And this that this affair happened, I recognized and realized it's because there was a behema within me. It's the ruchtos. It was the stupidity that came within me that made me do it. But I realize now that it's stupidity and it's an animalistic desire that I have. So by doing that tshuva and by bringing the carbon, that's why you're bringing the carbon because that's reflecting on in a physical way that this is what happened. That brings the kapar, and based on this, we can understand the general purpose in the whole idea. Of Karbanis. Because the khair, you can ask, why is this a void that Hashem wants from us? He wants us to be dafka through Karbanis, through Shechting and the Hema and the Makrivit on the Mazbeach. The would be more masim if we would do a, an avayda ruchnis, an avayda shavalav, something with davening. That would more express the connection that we have with Hashem, something more emotional, something more intimate. But bringing a carbon, even even technically, even a guy, as we said, could bring a carbon to Hashem. It's a physical item, anybody can bring it, even a guy. So, so why is our essential connection, which is even higher than Tarimitzis, expressed through the Union of Kravans. But the reason is because he understands. It's because when, as we know, the concept of the bechir which is discussed in Chasidis, that Bekhira means that a person is choosing something because that's what he truly desires. That's truly what he is. What he truly is, what's truly essentially part of him, that's what a person picks. So when you have... Two items, and one item is, is logically superior to the other, that doesn't express your behavior that you want the item one, which is logically better. The reason why you're picking it is based on a Seychelles reason. So it could be an expression of your essential desire, or maybe not. Maybe essentially you really would have wanted that other object, but because of the Seychelles which is involved, like this one just makes much more sense. Now I could do this one job, which is more, let's say, a a hobby, something that you love doing, or you could do this other job, which you don't really enjoy doing, but it pays 10 million a year. So Seichel tells you, do the job which you don't like, which makes you 10 million a year, and don't do the job which uh, you love, which is more of a hobby, which doesn't pay very well. So it could go either way. So if they were both essentially the same, Why are you drawn to one type of job or one type of activity? Because that's who you essentially are. For whatever reason, Hashem put within your psyche, within who you are essentially. I Hashem Hashem made you that this is what you're drawn to and this is who you truly are. But, you know, life gets in in the way and sometimes who you truly are can be hidden by different uh, aspects of life. But when do we see the concept of the hira is when a person, let's say, would have two jobs in front of him. And they say intellectually, there's no reason you could take one over the other. And let's say the pay is the same, the people you're working with, you know, say everything could be the same, that logically someone else looking at it could pick option B. But for whatever reason, you're drawn to option A. Why are you more drawn to that option? It's because that's the union of the hero. So if the option A, which is the one that you're essentially drawn to, also pays 10 million a year, so then. It's not clear that you're choosing it because of the bechira. It's the true, amit in the reason why you're choosing it, choosing it is because of your bechira, because that's what you truly want. But also intellectually you're choosing it because you are making 10 million, not shaking the other option. So it's so the in of bechira that you're choosing what you truly want and who you truly are is not clear in that type of scenario. But when is it clear when both options are the same? And then you pick that option, then it's clear that's who you truly are. And I'll just add, I never thought of this before about the truth, because it always brings that the two options are, are equal. But I'm just thinking that if you choose the worst option, logically. That would also probably express the behavior. meaning is that logically you shouldn't do this particular thing or shouldn't pick that job, but you pick it anyway, it's because it must be that. You have some type of connection to that thing, and therefore you're drawn to it, which fits when, when it comes to the when Chassidus talks about the Inyan of Mr. Snafish. When Alpiseichel, it doesn't make sense, and all that type of things. Alpiseichel, you shouldn't choose the Inyan of So why are you choosing Misur It's Because that's what you are. That's what you were drawn to. This is who you essentially are, and you cannot change it. So that's why the Korbanis need to be something physical, because if it would be an avoid the then again. Why is Hashem forgiving you? Hashem's forgiving you because you have certain qualities that He appreciates. But when we're saying it's a carbon, a carbon, a, a guy could also bring a carbon. There, there's nothing that shows why you're deserving of that forgiveness or, or, or deserving to have this essential connection with Hashem. So Hashem tells you how you're going to express that essential connection that's bringing a carbon that anybody could bring. That's similar to what it t- tells us in Tanya, that when Hashem chose the body of the Yid by Mat and Taira, which you say, it looks like the body of a guy. So when Hashem chooses the body of the Yid, why is Hashem choosing the body of the Yid? It's, it's. What's the difference? The Yid's body, the guy's body, maybe the Goyim's body even better because there's a lot more Goyim in the world than the Yid. But the reasoning is because that's what Hashem essentially wants. He wants us. So now we can go back to Noyach. So by Noyach, we find something very interesting. Noyach, it says by him, one of the Pesukin that we say on Rosh Hashanah, it says, by, the, by Rosh Hashanah, by Musaf we say the Pesukin Zechranas, and the purpose of the Zechranas is to make our Zechkarin go in front of Hashem, and that helps us, that Hashem, to decide to be our king, uh, again. So it reveals, the, the, the idea of the Psukis Zechranas is to reveal our essential connection that we have with Hashem. So one of the Pesukin we say is about Noach, So the question is, why are you mentioning Nayak? Like, what's the connection of Nayak to the Een of Zechranas? So he t- so Chassidus explains it because the sechira of Noyak was because of the etzem mylus neshama and unfortunately the Rebbe doesn't really explain what does that mean that no, that's mitzada etzem mylus neshama Sisra. So I can't say for sure, but what I from what I just learned in other places, it sounds what i learned in other places is that there were neshama Sisra even before Matan Torah, even before the Avis. but the difference was that it wasn't automatically given to your descendants. But Avraham Yitzchak Yaakov, after you had the Gimel Avis, then, then it went down to all future generations. That all future generations, whoever was born for Avraham Yitzchak Yaakov, all their kids would be yidden, regardless if they're deserving or not. But before the Avis, it depend on, depended on if you're deserving of it or not. So therefore Adam had a Neshama, Mr. Shalach, I guess, had a Neshama, had a Neshama. So they had a Neshama of a Yid, mitzah, their personal qualities that they were, uh, I guess, deserving of it. But why did Hashem remember Neyach? So ultimately, the reason why Hashem remembered Neyach is because Hashem loved Neyach. It's because of this love that he had. It's uh, Ba'ahav vasacharta. So I guess, again, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming well, because the Rebbe doesn't explain, is that because of Nayah being deserving of the Neshama, at some point that created an essential love. That Neyach was deserving, and therefore a Neshama was given to him, and Hashem chose him and loved him, and wanted him to survive. Therefore, Hashem remembering him is actually because of this neshama. So therefore, once he's saved from the mabel, what does Neuch do? He brings, as a thank you to Hashem, he brings a carbon, which, which, which is a thank you for Hashem remembering him. I think also it tells us in other places is that through the union of the carbon, Hashem promises never to bring a mabel again to the world. So it causes also a key of the world. So why does the carbon have a shaykhis to the the aftermath and taira? The carbon that he brought? Because ultimately the carbon that he brought, what it expressed was this essential point of the carbon is that Hashem chose the Nisham Sisra. Hashem chose Nayak, which is something which is higher than just a regular carbon that Adam or kind of a Hebel brought. These karbanis are something which Hashem chose uh, Nayach, and therefore Hashem saved him. It. it was a connection to the Yidin. So ultimately, the greatest reason why Nayach was really saved was because his neshama was, was a Yiddish neshama. And therefore, Hashem needed that or wanted that neshama to survive. So the Be'yizkar Lakimah's neshama is because of the neshama that he had. So therefore, the karbanas that he had also had to have a connection to Tyre. So therefore, the Haschala of the Gidre Tire began already by nayach. And, and the reasoning is, because it has to show that it had a Shaykh to the Kabbalist of the and Torah. I so why didn't it have all the rules of, of, of a carbon after and Torah? It's just the beginning. Because again, Bepayel, Nayach was not one of the eden He was not from the children of Avram Mitzvahiyah, okay. The Torah wasn't given. So he didn't have all those rules and did But when we're talking about the essential connection that's what he did have. So therefore to express that there, that, that, that he had that essential connection, Hashem began, a, 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 at least a, a certain gather of Taira was revealed for his Kerbat. Not everything, not all the Gidriah but there was Haschola of this, you of know, Gidriah that the behemoth that he bring was Taira. And um, and the reasoning is, as we'll see more later on, is because Yasku Patair were saying that these, the reason why it's expressed carbon and, and, and a, a pure, a pure carbon, a carbon of a kosher animal is because these things are essentially Tahrir, these things are essentially which is pure. And therefore, he brought it from the, that therefore his essential connection was revealed through the, that, that point. It wasn't revealed through the procedures. It was revealed that the animals, the animals which are essentially kosher animals, and tahrir animals, that's what expresses that he himself, uh, his essence was also something which was pure. And now we could jump back to the other two questions that we had at the beginning of the sikhah. Question one was, why did Noyach, uh, sorry, why why does it say in the Medrash, why are Karbanis called to hire It says the children who are to hire are Yaskup to hire So why are they called to hire And so we said, it's because referring to the Karbanas of Noyach. But then we asked, Ibezai, why are the children learning the Halachas of, of Taras Kayanim? Shouldn't they be learning about the Kabanus of Ab-Nayach. So the reasoning is that the toich and of the kabbanis is to reveal the ava atzbas that Hashem has, which is higher than taira, and this expresses itself more in the kabbanis of the even before there was a command. Mash after Once there's an Indian of Kaban, it's not as recognizable but globally, that they're higher than the um, from, uh, of the pu'ulis of Taira. In other words, the, re- the reasoning why, even though the children are learning, Papaya, what are the children learning? They're learning Taira. It's, we're after in Taira, and the carbonus that they need to learn about is the karbonus which are after in Taira. But why does the medrash call it Tahirin That the children are being oisik at because what, what it's trying to connect to is, it's trying to connect to what the essence of these karbonus are. The essence of what a carbon is, is its tahiram. True, after Matan there are rules, but that doesn't take away from the essence of the carbon. So after Matan this at the tahiram is not as recognizable. What is more recognizable? That the t'mimim, that the mufkharam, that there's rules and procedures of how these kabanos are supposed to be brought. That's how it is after Matan So true, they are always tahiram, but what's revealed is is, is the procedures and and the different halachas which are involved, and that it's a command of Hashem. But the kabanos of, before Matan there was no command to bring it. There was no tsivui. So therefore, that reveals more that why is Noyach bringing a carbon? He didn't have to bring a carbon. He wanted to bring a carbon to say thank you to Hashem. Because he, he, Hashem had a love for him and Noyah had a love for Hashem and he wanted to express that love. That's an essential love. It doesn't come because of command. Noyah felt that this is what he's, supposed to, what, he, what he's supposed to do. He understood that this was what he's supposed to do. Why, is, why did Hashem tell me to bring all these and one? It must be that Hashem wants to be bringing these animals, which are tar. Hashem didn't even tell him that a carbon has to be bring dafka from these Tahrim mitzvah animals. He's bringing them from Tahrim mitzvah animals because he has such a connection to Hashem. He, he, he with, with, with his Abba Atzvis, he's able to perceive and understand what Hashem wanted from him. And therefore he brought the Karbanas through uh, these Tahrim mitzvah animals. So that's the same thing with the child. Why is a child, doesn't, it's not commanded to do Tahrim Mitzvahs when he's below the age of chinuch. Let me know we have the age of 13 when you're mechuyiv to do it. You have the age of chinuch, which usually begins five, six, where in the you have to start learning Torah and, and practicing doing mitzvahs, some the the chinoch, certain parts of the teraysa, certain parts of the durbana. But when you're under the age of chinuch, you have no obligation. But so, but nonetheless, the child is learning these in Yonah. Why? Because it's a because it's essential connection. The child learns Vayikra because essentially a child who's a Yid is connected to Hashem. And therefore he's oisik in Torah, the aspect of the Kabbalists, which is the essence of the Kabbalists, which expresses that inyan of tahirim. And this is why Stama, we're saying that a child starts with Vayikra, even though he's not Mekhoyiv. Also, you're not allowed to give a child something which is Aser. You're not allowed to give a child something uh, to give him uh, like a tray for food or get him to be Mechal Shabbos. You're not allowed to get him to do these types of inyan. Why? He's not Mekhoyiv in them anyway. Why can't you get him to do it? So the reasoning is because essentially he does have a connection to these inyan. Yes, he's not Mekhoyiv, maybe to keep Shabbos said, he's not mechuyev to eat kasher, but the the neshama of, of this child is essentially connected to, 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 to kasher, so it's connected to Shabbos, so and therefore, uh, uh, you're not allowed to cause him to be over that, because that's not what he wants, that's not what he essentially he wants. So mitzad seichel, he's not mechuyev. but mitsad is neshama, that's something which is mufrach, and something which is very distant from him. So that explains why the children, why even though they're learning the pile from Vayikra, which are the halachas and the tsevuim of but nonetheless, they're called Tahirin is because essentially that's the aspect that we're trying to express over here. The, the Medrash calls it because that's what's important to express. That the reason why they're learning is not because of the command and all that, it's because it's Tahirin. And the second question is we asked, why is it the learning of the child that keeps the, uh, the, the, the Kiva'ilat? The learning of the adults of Karbanus does not keep the world Mukwean. So the reasoning is the same idea. It's because it's the learning of the child which is expressing the essential connection that we have for Hashem. And it's because of that essential connection, which is not totally on Tire that's what Hashem keeps the world in existence. Just like Hashem saved Noyah at the end of the day, it wasn't because of any s'chus that he had, it's rather because Hashem loved the Nishana Sisro. Hashem wanted Noyach to survive, because he also wanted him eventually to have descendants that were hidden uh, that he loved. It was because of that love which he ultimately saved him. So similarly, why is Hashem keeping the world Essentially the, the the deepest reasoning is, is because of the love that Hashem has uh, for us. And the Rebbe adds that we also see a difference between how adults are involved in karbanis relative to children. In every mitzvah, there's three aspects. There's the bachshav of the mitzvah, there's the deeper of the mitzvah, and the, ma- the ma'isa of the mitzvah. So when we're talking about karbanis, the Alter Rebbe explains the bachshavah of the karbanis is the It's the the Dibur is the learning of the Karbanas. And the Maisa, of course, would be bringing the carbon itself when we had the base Mikdash. But when a child reads the Psukim of the Karbanas, he doesn't have the avoid the part. He doesn't have the talmud Torah part that he understands what he's learning. All he has is, is really that Kimas He has no idea what he's saying. He's just reading the words. The Kimas of Maisa. The main thing by the child is the action, the Maisa that he's saying. And this fits what we're trying to say the whole time, that the main idea of the Karbanas, the main idea why Hashem chooses us, is because Hashem essentially wants us. And therefore, how is that expressed? Again, that's expressed by a child who's just saying the words of the Karbanas without Maksha, without Deber, but more focused on the idea of the the Papayal, which anybody could read these words. But nonetheless, it's Dafka because of that ma'isa that Hashem chooses the Yidin and chooses the world to have a king.